Assalamu alaikum. Welcome all to the very first episode of this podcast by Wahda, where we will be discussing matters mainly focusing on us young Muslims, but also our benefit to all age groups within the Muslim Ummah, inshallah. We'll try to keep things simple and not go beyond our expertise and knowledge. Welcome all brothers and sisters to the very first episode of this podcast. On this podcast we have our founder Chairman Camille, Hashim, and myself Yusuf. So I'll start with Camille and um, I'll ask you to explain what Wahdat actually is. Assalamualaikum bro, Zahid for the introduction. Uh, essentially, Wahda is an organization which has been set up to help empower Muslims. You know, we live in a society, subhanAllah, where the media is at you, people in the street are at you. And it is, it is tough, you know, it's tough to, to have your, your deen, you know, when people are attacking you like that. And um, inshallah, through this podcast, through YouTube videos, through blog posts, through other initiatives and events, we will try and help Muslims, you know, not just young, also people of a bit older age, um, inshallah. But yeah, man. Inshallah. And so, leading from leading on from that, what's inspired you to um, start this initiative? Any personal moments in your life? Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like this great epic story of of like a quest for finding this this like idea. Now, for me, it was probably it was more like a um, just a light bulb moment, man. You know, like, honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't like a great story. Like I was just thinking. I was just sat one day thinking. I was just like, bro, why? Why not do that? Honestly, I was like, why didn't I just, just set up my own um, organization to help Muslims? Like I go through Islamophobia and stuff like that. No one was there for me, so why don't I set up something to help Muslims? So then they didn't have to go through certain things that I went through. Do you know what I mean? And it was just like that. And I remember I went to you the, the next day at school and we were like, no, let's do this. And then we were just so like, happy about it. Alhamdulillah. Now, now, Alhamdulillah, we were doing our first episode of our first podcast, man. Our first content, everything. It's a very special day, Alhamdulillah. But it's only the beginning. You know, you know the sky's the limit. Yeah. And, you know, just continue progressing. So you feel what um, aimed to offer the support, basically, that, that, you, that you didn't have when you were trying to deal with some issues you, in terms of your dating and your life? Um, to be honest, with this, see, for me, I was, in my, my journey, if you will, I had, to, I had to kind of go through certain experiences where I learned the hard way about why, like, why are certain things haram in your life? Why, for example, why, why you have to be careful about who you're around? Yeah. You know, that's a very important thing. And the people I was around was they weren't they weren't good good for me, good for my man, good for my good for my school, my dunya education, but my dean education as well. And you know when when you're being told a certain thing that you know, this is good, that's bad, then you kind of believe it. Like when you look at the media, they're telling they're telling you that it's always Muslims doing stuff, it's always Muslims doing bad things. And like it got to me where I was like, wow, like Muslims, why, why is it always Muslims, you know, why, why is it always us? Um, but you know what, like, alhamdulillah, now, 
I wouldn't say I've transitioned, but I've kind of slowly made the steps towards that. And now with Wahida, I want, I want to help Muslims, like I said, young and old, um, realize that, you know, there's there's a lot to be confident in with Islam, you know? Um, we need to, like education. Education, man, if you understand like certain things, like Islamophobia, why it occurs, where it occurs from, then you understand who to trust, who not to trust. Certainly the outlets to can to deem reliable or unreliable. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I think another issue as well as the media and stuff is your um, especially in schools, your your friends, your who you hang around with. Cause that that can decide to you become by the end of um, your schooling years. It can change you very much. Yeah. I think that what Kamil was, was trying to say was, was good. I think what he's trying to inspire people about Wahda is something which I'm definitely with him. And the fact that Muslims today, they're not recognised as human beings, they're recognised as someone who they want out of countries and they don't really respect them, especially the Europe and the UK, where it's not, Muslims are not very fond of. And therefore, we're just here to make Muslims sort of improve themselves as humans and also realise to themselves that, listen, you've got, to be, you've got to show your iman, you've got to show your faith and wearing your heart. Some boxers, they say, I wear my heart on my sleeve, but we wear our faith on our heart. You know what I mean? You've got to show to yourself that your faith is your main priority and that's what I try, me and Camille and Yusuf, we try doing that every day. We try to help these brothers, help all of our parents and family in order to improve themselves and therefore, inshallah, we'll be guided to the straight path and and Jannah is our destination. Amen. <clears throat> and also I want to touch on the fact that um, in schools, obviously we do a, uh, a bit of work in schools, yeah. where we do some Jumma, we do Friday prayers there, we help some brothers, we try to get them to learn about their faith more than they know. Yeah. And we try to make sure that they unite together, they act as brothers, they don't argue with each other, and they don't make it for people to hate us, that we, we want to be loving, caring people and we want to help one another and I feel like what Wahda is going to do is this going to make that improve for Muslims around the UK, around Europe, around the world and that's our aim and that's our inspiration yeah, man. because first time we've gone through the fact that our religion cannot be expressed a lot, we didn't, we didn't have a prayer room, we didn't know where to pray I mean, you have to sometimes pray in private and all that sort of stuff but so right now we're highlighting these issues so that schools around the world, all these people around the world can, can highlight these facts and say, listen, this is what we need and Islam should be regarded as one of the highest religions. Yeah, we need to remember that we're, we're working on quite a, low, we're quite a local level. Mm. You know, obviously, inshallah, if Allah wills, we will go global, inshallah. inshallah. But we have to understand that we can only do what we're able, like what our skill set is, what our ability is, what, our, yeah. what, we're, what we've been told to do. Um, we can't start saying that we're going to change the world but we haven't even changed the people in our own neighbourhoods. Small steps, isn't it? Small steps, man. 100%. Exactly. Like, like touching on what Hashim said, you know, we're working within our, within our school. Alhamdulillah, we've done great things there. But we want to we wanna create a culture where, you know, there's a Muslim community. There's a community that where, where there, if there's an issue, the Muslim brothers come together rather than hanging out in packs and stuff, you know, united front, have a united front. And alhamdulillah, we're stepping towards creating that culture, I don't know about you guys, but that's what I feel. 
Yeah, sure. No, 100%. I, what Kamil is trying to say, obviously Kamil, a very spoken guy, he loves to speak, he speaks well, he speaks good. <laughs> exactly. And I feel that what, what we're trying to um, achieve, obviously, as he said, locally, so first we're going to look in, in our actual area, getting Muslims to unite in our own area rather than just the whole globally. So we're just trying to target our own area, making sure that us as Muslims, we're united together, working as a community, as Kamil said. Um, adopting a culture and therefore this is gonna this is gonna improve Islam and how it is in our area. Mm-hmm. And what's what are some of the initiatives that we'll be doing in our local area? I know you have some things planned. Yeah, um, so we've already we've been in the last few weeks um, we've been in the process of setting up the youth engagement squad, also known as Yes. Um, essentially this is um, a squad of young brothers, young Muslim brothers, going out into the community, giving back to the community where they grew up, and helping not just Muslims but also non-Muslims. We inshallah going to be working with local churches and other religious centres. So we're creating the interfaith bond, and it's a form of dawah for me as well, because I believe the best form of dawah is your your manners and your behaviour. Exactly. You know, you can speak about. Seed, you can speak about the Quran, all this stuff, but if your behavior is not good, if it's, if you're rude to people, if you're if you're out doing bad things, people are gonna get an impression of you as a Muslim. Like they you know, generally people they generalize Muslims. So if you if you have one Muslim doing something bad, then they're gonna get a bad idea of Muslims. If you have a group of Muslims doing good, a group of young Muslims doing good, it spreads a great message. Hundred percent. I think what Karma said about I want to highlight on that um, topic is good manners. I think non-Muslims especially, they will not look at your Islam, they will never read the Qur'an, they will never look at the Hadith, they will always look at your good manners, how you act as a person, if you come around good, if you look at someone like Kabil, who is a UFC MMA Muslim fighter, he comes across good, he shows his his, um, religion always, wherever he goes, and that's that's what I want us to do. I want us to make sure that we go around, we be good to people, and that we make sure that Islam is a religion of peace, it's a religion of goodness, it's a religion of goodwill, and that's what we're trying to install here, and that's what we want to do, and therefore good manners is, is just something that, it's not going to highlight something that it's going to make sure that it's going to further improve ourselves, and that's what we want to accomplish, mm-hmm. we want to be good spoken people. That's it. And yeah, but also further, I wanted to add on that. But we we'll see what um, Hashem's been saying that um, with yes, essentially what we're trying to do is one of the first events we're going to be doing is a homeless drive, inshallah. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going out into our local area, the Reading Town Centre, um, and we're going to distribute gloves, hats, scarves, because it's, it's getting really cold now. We're in the winter months where it's, kind of, it's freezing, you know, you'll be outside in five minutes and you're shivering. These, these, you know, these these brothers and sisters are outside on the street. They're sleeping on the street. They're sitting on the street, and no one. The people are just walking past. So, inshallah, we're gonna try and help them, and then in the future, inshallah, we're also gonna be doing a soup kitchen. Um, more details to come on that. But um, yeah, inshallah, we've got loads planned with, with yes, and then further initiatives in the future will will come to them when we get to them. Yeah, I think um, with the. Karma said about the youth clubs, I think that's something which we're lacking in today's society. I yeah. think youth clubs is something which people just take for granted and they're just somewhere you can chill out. Youth clubs 
in my dad's day, he used to say, listen, this was foundation of kids. <laughs> yeah. He goes, this would make sure That's that what, what, what you would do at the youth club, it would unite people, you would play, you would have fun. Oh, and obviously that's what something Carmel participate in every single time he goes to the masjid. He's always participating in youth clubs, getting these youth people together. And that's what really unites them and, 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 and something which they can stay out of the streets, stop knife crime, stop drugs and all that sort of stuff. This is what keeps them motivated and what's something which keeps them doing bad. And that's what I feel like we need to highlight like stuff like drugs, these youth what they get in, alcohol, smoking, this is something which we need to highlight and this is something where I feel like youth clubs is definitely gonna um, help that and obviously Yeah man, the youth club essentially will be every four it's like every fortnight at Aisha Masjid and Islamic Centre on a Friday from five thirty to seven thirty. Quick plug in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, um, moving on from what Hashem said, like, bro, the youth club, like, we, I've spoken to a few, um, few of the more senior citizens in our community, and they said when they were growing up, like, there was a community spirit, like, the youth would come together, you go to the parks, they're all together, all ages, they're all together, playing football, doing whatever it's talking, and we go, we look at now our society, in particular, like, our age group, Know, from the like 15 to 24 that particular age group is so fractioned if, if you will you know and for me I've come across certain brothers who I grew up with you know may Allah guide to a straight path but you know they've they've got into bad crowds they're involved with drugs some with nice some some with bad you know doing bad things and you know there was never a youth club or where a place where they can go and almost seek refuge, if you will, from these bad things. And um, for me, in when when we set this youth club club up, it was with the intention that instead of leaving these brothers on the streets, instead of keeping them on the streets, we bring them into the masjid. Even if they don't pray, Isha or Maghrib, whatever time it is. Even if they don't pray, just have them in the masjid. Why? Because they're safer there. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a sanctuary if you will that they're not going to be they're not going to be involved with anything like that in the masjid just get them away from those things get them away from the temptations of the shaitan get them into the masjid then slowly and slowly they'll fall in love with what the masjid has to offer yeah I think that um, especially what Kamala uh, said about um, how these kids are going through stages where they're smoking they're drinking alcohol especially our age 18 to 24 there's people where they're not they're in a bad position. They probably got kicked out of school. They're probably in college or something, and they're probably looking at a time where, but they're looking at a time they laugh with their thinking to themselves. They're they're not guided properly. They don't know what to do with their life. And me personally, my um, personal um, opinion on this, on how to improve yourself, if you're going through something, or if you're um, drink, drinking alcohol or smoking, is first of all you have to realize that. If you are Muslim, you are Muslim for a reason. There's a reason you're put on this earth. There's a reason why you are here on this earth because there's there's a purpose. So you have to think to yourself like the the dunya is not it's temporary. All this suffering you're going through, all this temporary pain you're going through is is temporary. You have to, that's why you got to look at, uh, look at the ahirah. So you have got to look at the after. So what I did when I was in that situation is is I started to look at some Islamic videos on how to improve these things. So look at what I can do. So it's, what, what I would advise is, you, when, 
praying is something which is which is 100%. And Allah Ta'ala said, you will not. Certain you people, they will not pray every day. They will not pray every day. They will not pray Fajr, Maghrib, or Isha. So therefore, it's like a, it's a step towards there. So in first, you would pray the first, and then you would start to pray all of it again. And, and read books about Islam, read books about the Prophet, and what the Quran says about these sort of things. And then you can pick it up yourself, and you think to yourself, like, just get some faith into your heart and just 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 try to be a good person about it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yusuf, have you ever had any experiences like that where you've like kind of been in the middle? Yeah. On the cusp of What I can say is that that's very true. And one thing that takes people to that stage where they're not praying, they're not um, the deans come to have a chore as a side hobby yeah. is your friends you're around the school. You're pressure of trying to trying to fit in. You know you. you Compromising your dean or your principles yeah. just to um, fit in or be somebody. Without realizing it's, it's the dean that makes you a that makes you a human being. Is that's yeah. what makes you truly human? You know, to fulfill your purpose in life. Hundred percent. So, yeah. you can, uh, gives you advice, and you also choose your friends wisely because um, in school, Dharma was messed me up, and after that, I found Hashim and Camilla <laughs> that helped me a lot. I didn't pay him to say that, by the way. No, I think, I think, <laughs> I, I think what Yusuf said was, was very correct. The people you surround yourself with are the ones that are, that are going to impact your life. So if you surround yourself with people who are close to Islam, like me, Alhamdulillah, Yusuf and Kamil, we pray with each other, you speak about Islam, you speak about good things, that's where you're going to go. But if you surround yourself with people who do bad things, people who swear, people who smoke, that's where you're going to go. If you're on Instagram and you got pictures of... Of, of girls, you've got pictures of bad things, therefore that's going to lead you to them for things. And yeah. the only way you can get rid of that is getting rid of those people. You've got to say to them, listen, I'm at a stage in my life where I want to focus on my deen, I want to focus on Islam, I want to focus on getting my life back together, therefore you've got, you got to delete those people, you've got to get them out, you got to get them out of your life. And that's where you've got to think to yourself, like, this is where I want to improve. Like me, yeah. I've had so many issues with so many different people, and they've got to a point where I didn't need them in my life anymore, and I told them to their face, I said, listen, this is not the person I want to be, and therefore, I have to remove you, and therefore, this social media stuff, you've got to get away from it, and you've got to, and once you get away from it, and once you don't go on social media and stuff, I, I promise you, any one of you, inshallah, you'll see a change in your life. Yeah, 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 I was going to add on from that, man. Something Professor Salam said is, when you're with the... A blacksmith, you smell of smoke, and when you're with the perfume smell, you smell of perfume. It's so true, it's so true, man. Like this was exactly the same with me. Like, almost literally, man. Like <laughs> almost literally, like I used to, like I go to the park to just play football with certain people, and you'd come home thinking of weed, man. Like not even touching weed, not even smoking weed, but you were there. You were in that area. You were in that environment, and that environment it has a mark on you. So, for example, if you're with people who are smoking weed, then you have a s- smell of weed. If you're with people who smoke cigarettes, they smoke the cigarettes. I was with a brother, we, subhanAllah, we were, we were testing out perfume. He's a very, very martial artist, he's a great brother. Um, may Allah bless him. You know, he's one of the reasons why, I'm, alhamdulillah, I pray five times a day. And, and I'm, like I said, making a journey towards that full transformation from where I was before. And, you know, and like Hashim said, man, these people, they're, they're not... You need to get rid of them, but each person is different. Like for me, me and Yusuf, we, we studied together and we had bad people around us. 
alhamdulillah, I think one, it was a blessing in disguise, um, the GCSE exams, because it made us realize that, okay, we need to, we need to change our environment, the people we're around, that we, we have to stop messing around with these sort of people and just, you know, even if we were just by ourselves, not doing anything, it was just better than being in that environment. Alhamdulillah, we've, we've progressed from that. Now, I'd like to ask a useful question. Basically, Yusuf, um, obviously you said that you came across bad people. So, how did you get yourself from that environment to where you were, you were with bad people to then going on a track where you're on the straight path and you're guiding them? Honestly, I'm guiding them, but I'm, I'm trying. Shut up, shut up. Shut up. I'm trying. But, um, I think it was like a slow change. I got to a point where I was like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And so then I started handling it a lot and I had Camille. So that like when you have people who are, who are good, yeah, it, it, it's a good influence on you. Yeah. And so you start to become more like them now, you look up to them. Because you know, people, human beings like we all copy, like to imitate other people. Yeah. From, from young age, you, we do that, copy our parents, or people around us. So as you grow older, you just. It moves from your parents to your friends, from your friends to your celebrities. So you have to choose who you want to be like. So I'm just, I think, it's just being around the right people, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. And then also, once you want to change now, then you have to um, ask a lot for help. That's one of the things that you have to ask a lot for help, you know, repent for all your sins. Yeah, one thing I want to just add on, Yusuf, is from my speaking from my experience that when when I first started to like, when I started alhamdulillah started practicing more is that there's a mentality that when you commit a sin that oh you can't pray you're like you're a dirty human being you can't pray now yeah it's exactly the opposite yeah, that's when you should be praying the most <laughs> shall we like like subhanAllah like I was speaking to a brother once and he said like, I was like bro let's pray quickly innit? like we were just in the park we were playing um and we were quickly gonna pray and he said, Bro, I just I just smoked a cigarette man like, nah I don't I don't wanna pray like it's fine. I shouldn't be I shouldn't have stuff for Allah, I shouldn't be praying man like nah nah, nah. No, I was just I was just thinking like bro like Allah's fantasism is merciful. Yeah, he's, you know he's ready for you to come. He's ready for you to come change. man. Exactly. Because if you, you how else are you gonna change? Yeah. If you if you keep hiding away from it, how are you gonna change? How are you gonna seek refuge in Allah? How are you gonna seek forgiveness? Yeah, yeah I think with the brothers that are going through it, for example, if you're smoking and if you're doing bad things, I think you shouldn't lose hope. The fact that Allah is the one that brought you to this earth and the one that's going to take you back towards Him. And I think that in order for you to become a person who is successful and goes away from those bad things, I think that you've got to have faith in Allah. You've got to say to Him, Ya Allah, please guide me and please yeah. make sure that I'm in a position where um, I, I can seek help. Whereas if you don't, that's what Shaitan wants you to do. Shaitan wants you to think to yourself, Allah's not gonna help me, Allah's not gonna guide me and all that sort of thing. And that's gonna make you do even more bad things and even more bad deeds. So I think repenting and doing dua, which is basically a request to Allah that something which you'll need and Allah will grant you inshallah. And also that make sure that if, if, if you wanted to change in the first place, Always remember why you wanted to change. Always remember to yourself, listen, why was I in a position in the first place? Why did I think to myself, I wanted to change and I wanted to not become that person that I was. I want to make sure that 
I want to become a good person. I want my faith to be good, and that I want. I don't want to go through those bad things because I'm telling you from experience that once you're in that state of badness and you're in that state of where you'll keep doing that, they'll get into a position where you won't know what's right and you won't know what's wrong. You'll get into a position where you you will think that everything that you're doing is okay and it's not. Where you have to get out of your head and you have to get reality and you have to seek help. You have to go to people, you have to go to your parents, go to your friends, go to your teachers, go to uh, an imam or something and just say, listen, I'm, I'm in need of help and I need someone to guide me and also ask Allah because obviously Allah is the one that created you and he's the most merciful. He knows you better than all you. Knowing and, and, he, yeah, and, and, and he wants it to change, isn't it? He's not equal to you to worship him. So yeah. if you come to him wanting to change, he will help you. <coughs> you have to believe and you have to try your hardest. Have sabr, have patience, man. And when you make a mistake, you know, just repent to Allah. Yeah. And repeat, yeah. repeat the cycle. Like, yeah. I, like I was saying to your brother Yusuf the other day, I said, don't let success get to your head and don't let failure get to your heart. So, with success is that whenever you do something good in life, whenever you, you've, for example, for these youth brothers, if you pass a test, if you don't write your exam, or for the older brothers where you've done good to a family member, or you've just given charity, say Alhamdulillah for everything, be humble about it, be good about it, but do not let it take over you so because you've done something good don't think oh yeah i've done everything now i've accomplished everything that's it because they will get to a point where allah will take it away from you all in like like that yeah and in terms of badness in terms of if you fail the exam or in terms if you lost a family member yeah don't let it get to your heart so don't let it define who you are there will always be improvements in anyone's aspect anyone's life so when it comes to if you failed Say, uh, try again, always try, always ask, Ya Allah, please guide me. And Allah will never put you through something which you cannot cope. Allah will never put you through any, any suffering or any badness through which you can say to yourself, Why, Ya Allah, have you done this? No, Allah is the best of planners. He knows everything that you're going to accomplish. And I would just like to say to Kamil, I was um, ask Kamil a question. I'll say, Kamil, how, when you were going through that bad patch and that bad stage where you were with those other people, and the, the person you look at yourself now, how do you think you look at yourself now from a broader picture? Bro, like for me, uh, for me, I wouldn't say like, when I look back at the person I was, I would say like, wow, like, you, you, you kind of feel ashamed, but also you kind of, for me, from what I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is, I wouldn't be who I am today yeah. if it wasn't for who I was before. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to be careful because you have to understand who you were to understand who you're going to be. You have to look at where you made your mistakes, how you're going to rectify them. But also, you know, don't don't let that cloud you. Don't let that stay on your shoulder. You're not that person anymore. The person who you were two years ago is different to who you are now. That person's dead. He's gone. He, she's gone. They don't exist anymore. You're a new person. You're a reformed person. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've completely transformed. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. None of us are, and we're not gonna stand and pretend we are. You know, we're we're fallible, man. We're human beings, so we're gonna make mistakes. And where I was before, the people I was around, alhamdulillah, I'm with better people. You know, two brothers sat with me today. Loads, a few others that um who inshallah better be listening to this, but um. Yeah, man, like, um, do you know what, Harshan, bro? Sometimes you, you you think 
there's I was in the, when I was in that patch, I was I was like, bro, how do I do I how do I change, man? Like I was looking for everything. I wanted to change. I wanted to change. I wasn't like I wasn't a person who was smoking or doing anything like that. I was more the person who was sat next to the person doing that. I was more of an accomplice, if you got me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never do nothing crazy. Like, I was never like doing anything like that. I was always sat with them. And yeah, they would like make me have a bad. They would give me like they made me bad man. Like made my knee. They my my heart bro. And my knee and my intentions when I was doing things were so like no, they were not right. And you know what? Like I read I read books. I watched videos. I talked to people. And like I always one thing I always think of was like, the answer was under my nose. The answer was under my nose, man. Like it was it was Salah. It was. It was it was seeking refuge in Allah, man. It was Islam. It was your Deen that saved. It was my Deen that saved me. I'm not gonna lie to you, you know. And I, I wasn't praying, but when I prayed, and I was, it was me just doing the work. It was me having a conversation with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, my Creator. Do you know what I mean? And and you know what? Like that first time, man, I cried, man, because I was like, wow, like, I finally feel, I finally feel free. Do you know what I mean? And, um, but one thing I like to say, um, is, you know, have patience, have patience, man, because at the end of the day, one thing I learned was when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't grant you something or he doesn't give you something or something doesn't happen, it happens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the best of plans, right? So he, he will, he chooses when it's right. If he didn't give you the university degree where you wanted to go, if he didn't give you the car you wanted, if he didn't want to give you the, the school enrollment or or whatever you wanted, it's not it's, it wasn't the right time. So he'll give it to you in the future and it'll be better than that. It'll be better, a hundred percent it will be better than what, what you wanted. And that's what I was wanting to say. I don't know about you guys. That's what also to add to that, those patches are like uh, <coughs> very valuable lessons you've learned in life. Yeah. And because uh, like, you've been there, done that, you know, and then you're like, okay, now that motivates you to always become better now. Yeah, I think that what Karma said about these issues, I think he's 100% right about Allah knows what's best for you. Because I was at a point where I didn't pass my GCSEs and I was at a stage where I was this jokey character, I used to be bad to teachers, I used to be bad to myself. And then I got presented with an opportunity which was, it was sort of like a blessing in disguise, because I thought to myself, I go, this ain't for me, this is not gonna happen, but I'm, I'm, I've never said this, but I'm actually glad I failed, because the fact that I failed rose me to the top again. I think the fact that what, what made me fail is the reason why I was, I was able to climb back up again into a position where I could say to myself, Alhamdulillah for everything, like, Allah knew which was the best plan for me. So whenever people challenge Allah, why have you done this? It's, Allah knows you better than your own self. He knows what's going to happen even before you do it. So I think to myself, like, well, when I was in a situation on results day and you're, 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 you're sad and you're, you get to a point, I look back on it now and I think to myself, what Allah done at that specific moment in time, it couldn't, it couldn't have been better. It was like, it, it just shows you that Allah knows everything before it. And, that's what, that's yeah, what I feel it like was. it was. It gives you hunger and you, you learn a lot from it as well, so it gives you it gives it gives you, motivation it gives you, as yeah, well. That's what I was going to say, it gives you motivation. If it, it gives you motivation to the fact that you've been driving down to the ground and you can 
there's, there will always, whenever you're on the floor, the, the only way, when, you, when your down is up, you can never go more. There's that a position where you have to think to yourself, like, you got to motivate, there's motivation to want to do better and to want to improve yourself. And, and that, I feel like that's a big factor with everyone. I think motivation is something there which gives you that feeling in your heart where you think to yourself, I want to do better. I want to, I want to ace the exam. I want to become a better human being. I want to provide for my family and, 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 and be, a, be a good person again. I don't want to be where I was before. I don't want to be like the person I was. I want to be better than that, always better than that. Yeah. Always improving. Yeah. Now coming to the end, brothers and sisters, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, inshallah, we'll be on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, YouTube inshallah. Uh, please get on the, the social media accounts, um, uh, team underscore Wahda for Twitter and Instagram. And um, yeah, uh, on those accounts, we'll give you further details about the upcoming homeless drive and the soup kitchen, inshallah. Um, and any 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 queries, please give us, please um, email us social.wahda at gmail.com for any inquiries that you may have. Anyway, Jazakallah, anything to add, boys? Any any for hijabi sisters obviously there's sisters with hijab out there they can they're gonna highlight those issues and yeah just have a lot of healing okay assalamualaikum brothers and sisters this has been the wahada podcast